0: Carlos is one of the coolest producers I know. This week, we're going to be drinking Costa Rican La Pira Red Honey. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here, it's my job to make it easy and fun, and tell you what's in my mug. So with Carlos, it's not always the most easiest of relationship, but he thinks about coffee in a really clever way. So he has, um, when he's washing the cherries, uh, he puts the cherries into water, and he wants the water to get cold as it possibly can be. So he runs it across a zinc roof, um, and the wind hits it, because he's in the valley, and it just hits the water and chills it down just a little bit more. And he thinks this is super important to bring out um, the acidity in the coffee, but also to just make sure that that cherry's almost frozen. Um, he's also, you know, very much into building things on the farm, so he, he's very handy. Uh, most of the machinery um, and things around the farm is hundreds of years old and he's just adapted it or uh, changed it to make sure that he can still use it but use it in a more dynamic and interesting way. Um, A very big thinker and a very big thinker about how to make the process better and better. The relationship was started back in 2007 where I bought a cup of excellence lot of this coffee. after that we got it through an importer but that importer relationship broke down so in 2011 while in costa rica i convinced my exporter that i worked with there to take me to the farm um, and to meet with carlos and it's really taken me seven years of visiting most years um, to get to a point where now i feel like our relationship is uh, very solid and this time was one of the the best relationships best times we've had together and he really let me in. Also helped by his daughter returning uh, to help him with the farm and to help with marketing there and um, she, uh, I think she softened Carlos up a little bit. So, um, no, a fantastic relationship and a coffee that I'm really, really proud to be working with. So I'm going to focus on the tasting notes this week for Costa Rica and that's because this is a very delicious coffee. So, I'm also gonna be smelling at the same time because it's also a very aromatic coffee. So, on the taste and the aroma, you get like a real floral, um, kind of like jasmine-y, uh, coffee blossom. You won't have smelt coffee blossom probably, um, but honestly, you're missing out on one of the best aromas in the world. Um, and you definitely get a lot of that, but you also get a lot of sweetness in the, in the taste. So, uh, white sugar, uh, a little bit like uh, caramelized sugar as well in there, and um, yeah, the tasting notes for this coffee can change on the brew method that you end up going with. But for me, I always find florals, I always find sweetness, uh, and I tend to find a little bit of like caramelly. So, there we go. So I've talked about Carlos and La Pira, but I want to talk a little bit about some of his principles on the farm. So. Carlos is a kind of guy that is obsessed with everything, so he's obsessed with processing, he's obsessed with picking on the farm, uh, but he's also very much in touch with nature, um, kind of almost a little hippie like, uh, which is kind of quite cool. And Carlos very much believes in organic, um, very much believes in biodynamic principles, uh, very much into the kind of whole thing around uh, producing, the coffee but caring for the environment. And I think this leads on to something which is uh, really important with a producer and the responsibility they have for the land that they're working and looking after. Now you can only work with and look after land when you pay more money for the coffee so they have more money to be able to look after the land. Now, Carlos isn't organic certified, and there are occasions where he has to use certain things that would make him not able to be organic certified, but he works in something called organic principles. Um, and I would say the majority of the producers that we work with work within organic principles, and that is only using things when you really have to use things, making sure that you don't uh, put chemicals into the land that don't, you know, shouldn't be there. But if you have to, because your crop's in danger, or which is ultimately your livelihood is in danger, then you use them with kind of sleight of hand, very sparingly. I'm much more comfortable with organic principles than I am with the whole idea of organic, Uh, because not everybody can be organic. There are some farms in the world that could never be organic. They would never produce enough coffee to be able to do that. But the compromise of having organic principles, but using things when you have to, is a compromise that I'm willing to accept. This is the part we like, it's tasting coffee. Got Chris on the brews today, so thank you Chris for making delicious and tasty coffee for me. Actually, let's see if it's delicious and tasty before we do that. But with Lapira, I have all of the confidence in the world. So for me, this is a very elegant cup. I want you to think black tea, jasmine. I want you to think a little bit of white sugar, because it is sweet, but it's got a beautiful raspberry, and we came with this as a group, and I really love this descriptor for it, it's pink apple, and uh, go find a pink apple, and you will see exactly what we mean with this coffee. It's so elegant, it's such a grown-up coffee, and um, coffee that I'm proud to have been working with now for 11 years, it's pretty awesome. Thank you for coming along, thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you next week. But in the meantime, do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.